Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, everybody. It is a Monday, football Monday, combine week Monday on the Falcons podcast. It is just a shade after 9 a.m. We go live on YouTube and Facebook. If you're joining us after the fact on uh, on spotify or apple or anything and you want to join us and come in come see us live otherwise we appreciate you listening we appreciate everybody coming in here early we're going to get into some free agency today uh that opens up in about two weeks and the falcons have about 40 million to spend right now before they make any other moves to free up any cap space so we'll get into some potential targets some wish lists christmas shopping lists might actually haven't nice having some money for a change nick how are you doing speaking of money how are you doing I'm doing okay. Just uh, not totally looking forward to the uh, the five day week after having a four day week last week with uh, President's Day, but uh, is what it is. And uh, ready to talk a little bit and get get excited for the combine. Uh, I did see that. Unfortunately, we're starting to get some of these big time guys up top backing out. Uh, Jaden Daniels isn't going to throw or be in the drills. Marvin Harrison Jr. I just read it just now, but he might not even be in Indy. He might be staying in training. Uh, so I don't even know if he's going to be there for the interviews. He's definitely not testing and doing the drills. So that's always a little bit of a bummer. Uh, but what can you do? Yeah, I'd like to see him run. Um, that's what Archangel coming in, making me laugh. I'll get to that one in a second. Um, I'd like to see him run. I really could give a damn about the quarterbacks. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, they're, they're, the combine means the least to them compared to all of the other players, because it's looking at things that you can't necessarily test. They're throwing on air. I mean, they're not even really throwing into coverage or anything. It's it's stuff that you've seen a zillion times that they're, that are going to be asked to do, and then they're going to be asked to do it again at their pro day. The one thing I push back on, I actually do really like watching the quarterbacks, but it's just because it's the immediate rapid-fire side-by-side comparison of arm talent. Like, if you watch uh, and Matt Stafford, go out there and throw a 20 yard out compared to a Teddy Bridgewater. You're gonna be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Teddy doesn't have the arm. Um, so like Daniels, a lot of his throws, nine routes, you know, very lofted and he's good with the deep ball, but can he drive the football in the smart, small windows outside the numbers? I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's, it's, it's a question mark and being able to see that after, you know, other quarterbacks in succession, I think is there is some value to that. Now it's small, it's small, and that's just me feeling better about it um, than anything else. But I do think that at least watching them throw NFL-style concepts with b- zip and velocity and accuracy matters somewhat uh, to oh, me. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, it's just relatively speaking, yeah, compared to the other 290 guys that are going to be there, however many, it's usually about 300. Maybe it's not quite that many. Maybe it's closer to 200. Um, they matter the least. The quarterbacks too, and you know when you're at the top, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. You know sometimes you say, okay, I've I've done enough, I've proven enough, um, but I do like to see the competitor in them. Um, you know, going out there and doing that. I mean, you know, if it's good enough for Julio Jones, if it's good enough for AJ Green, it's good enough for Marvin Harrison. Jr. If it's good enough for Calvin Johnson, it's good enough for Marvin Harrison Jr. But it's it's really not going to make a big difference. Um, 
for those guys. Uh, it'll make a big difference for a lot of the other players. And we'll be here, a little programming note, when we uh, on Friday we'll try and react to whatever testing we can get to on Coast to Coast. We'll hit on those guys. But we do go live on these channels Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. because we like having the conversation with you all. So we want to say hello to some folks that have come in nice and early. Henry Monsta. He says, good morning, Scott and Falcons fans. Hey, Nick. Offseason in full effect. Yeah, this is the fun This is the fun season for me. This is, um, again, I until I started working in NFL media, I didn't really understand how big NFL free agency was because I grew up in Atlanta. The only time free agency mattered was depending on which free agent the Falcons were losing. They didn't spend any money. Um so I didn't get it. And then once I started looking at analytics and a network at Scout that started adding NFL and looking at, um, you know, the, the stories that were doing well, NFL free agency is the, actually the most trafficked, trafficked time of the year mm-hmm. in this business. So it is fun. Looking forward to it. Victor Bellotti coming in says, good morning. I would prefer to invest 30, 20 to 30 million in elite pass rusher if any of them hit free agency. Then pay Kirk Cousins $40 million. Worst case scenario, we'd roll with J.J. McCarthy year one and see if he can manage it. Um, Nick, what do, you, what do you think as far as the priorities for this Atlanta Falcons team? $40 million for, um, for Kirk Cousins and Dallas Turner? Or $20 million for Mike Evans? $20 million for Daniil Hunter and J.J. McCarthy? The way the cap works and the way you can manipulate the cap, I don't think it has to be an either-or situation. I think you can approach both, and you could bring in the elite pass rusher and the quarterback. Now, 2026 comes along, and you might have some harder decisions to make, but the way the cap... The NFL is almost like this too big to fail right now. We just saw the cap uh, come in, blew out the uh, the highest jump I think we've ever seen, $13 million more than we even thought, which is a pretty good player on one-year deal. You can sign multiple. Uh, veteran free agents for $13 million on their first year cap hit. Uh, so I don't think this is an either or situation. I think if you can, you shouldn't close the door on either you approach both. And if both come on, you make it work. Uh, you have a team that's filled with a lot of young players. You're not really paying a lot of people big money uh, right now. It's easy to create money. I mean, Caleb McGarry could be uh, easy to move on from Jake Matthews could be easy to go on from. Uh, you're going to have to pay Terrell soon. But again, I think that, there's money in the couch cushions and Arthur, Arthur blank, excuse me, wants to win now. Uh, so I don't think it has to be an either or, uh, the other thing here is worst case we roll with McCarthy. I mean, you're picking there at eight. It's what if the giants absolutely love him? There's been a lot of talk the last week that like, Oh, actually the giants are very much in the quarterback market this draft cycle. Uh, cause they can move on from Daniel Jones for very little after 2024. So, uh, I think I'd approach both. Uh, I don't know how many elite pass rushers there will be on the market. Historical trends say if you want a good player at quarterback, at edge rusher, or at offensive tackle, you're going to have to draft them because mm-hmm. otherwise you're paying premium money for second or third tier guys uh, on the open market. Uh, but uh, I just, also, I don't know if McCarthy will be there, like I said. So I don't know. I'd, I'd approach both. And if Josh Allen, the pass rusher, not the quarterback, hits the market. I don't know why he would given Trevor Lawrence and the rookie contract, but uh, then I'd be like, okay, let's see what we can do to get it done. Cause he is very good. And I would be very happy to get him in Atlanta. Yeah. Josh, Josh Allen, Brian Burns. Those are two guys that are top tier that aren't likely to hit free agency. They'll probably get tagged. I think Daniel Hunter might be the next guy. Yep. And I think that he's available. I think he will hit free agency. Yeah. Um, 
So we'll see. Good to see you. Robbie Red says, Mr. Kennedy. I've told you before I turned that into a walk-up music. We'll we'll use that one time. John Harold, good to see you. Good morning, Scott and Nick and the family. Edge is a must. Yes, it is. Red Swarm says, good morning, Nick and Scott, and happy coffee. I'll drink to that. Everyone uh, joining the chat, have a magnificent Monday. Prost. Cheers to you. LionCoffee.com from Patrick, our, our caffeine sponsor. And speaking of Red Swarm, Michael Ranquillo coming in with a Red Swarm of his own, which shows up bright red on the screens with a $100 super chat. Um, amazing. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, he, he's given this before we even went live. You know what? how it makes you feel to come in and, and when we enter into this chat, and we can see the, the, the comments and, and, and stuff waiting to see Michael Ranquillo with a $100 super chat. It's, it's stronger than a cup of cappuccino. So, mm-hmm. Michael, thank you so much. As right and regular as the Sunrise, Michael Sunrise Ranquillo on the Falcons podcast, one of our benefactors. Thank you very much, my friend. It's just can't tell you what it means to us. Uh, it means a lot. Yeah. Um, Nick, you got anything to say to Michael real quick? I mean, what do you, can you even say? Uh, thanks for helping pay for diapers. They do not over-exaggerate how fast they go through those things, and it starts to add up. Uh, so God bless you. Um, keeping my baby's butt <laughs> covered and uh, taken care of. So, man. Can't, Brian I mean, Reed says, good morning. String Guy says, good morning. Good morning, all. Harry Marshall's in the house. Archangel's what made me laugh. He goes, top of the morning to you, Scott and Nick, just in time to see Scott's forehead nice and shiny. Rise up. Believe it or not, I actually powder this thing every morning. So when you see me, sometimes I'm like itching my nose because sometimes it makes my nose itch. It's like, why is he always itching his nose? He's got a Coke problem? No. I have a big forehead problem, and I uh, and I, I take some of the shine off it. Otherwise, it's uh, I've got That's a big amazing. light here, and I've got a big light here shining right at me, and it'll be like two – I look like a lighthouse. So I actually powder this thing before we get going. So appreciate you, Archangel. Anthony Evans says, morning, fellas. Rise up. Good to see you. Mark Schrader, good to see you coming in from Texas over there on Facebook. Brad Clark is here. Uh, Alfred Hughes has a good question. Appreciate you, Alfred. He says, hey, Scott, let's say we get Russell Wilson on a dirt, dirt cheap deal and decide to go developmental behind him. Would you rather go Penix if he's there at 43 or wait till much later and go with uh, Spencer Rattler or Milton? I don't think Rattler will go much, if at all, behind Penix. So there's we we have to look this up because there's there's a, a a phrase for when you ask a question with an assumed wrong in there. Uh, there's there's like a literary phrase for it. So mm-hmm. I think you're leading off with something that we can't assume to be true on this, Alfred, with Spencer Rattler. He may go ahead of Michael Penix. I would rather have Spencer Rattler and Michael Penix uh, in the second third than Milton in the fifth, sixth. Um, I don't mind Milton, but if I could get those guys later in the second or third, I'd rather go that way. Russell Wilson and a Michael Penix would look pretty dang good to me. Russell Wilson and a, and a Spencer Rattler, I could feel good about the quarterback room going into this next season. Yeah, I mean, Penix, again, we keep talking about it. The, how many teams are going to take him off the board with the medicals? I know he's been healthy for two seasons, but he's going to be older, and it's not – Honestly, it's not as much the knee injuries for me as it is the shoulder. Um, that's one that's like, ugh. Uh, right. I think I'm pretty sure he's going to be off a number of teams' boards with the injuries. So, 
Uh, I think that he might go mid-second, but I think that him, the difference between him and Rattler is not super massive. And I, he says wait till much later for Rattler and Milton. I think all three of these guys are going to go in the top 100, top 120. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but if you can play, if you have any chance of playing, somebody will take a shot on you. Chris F. says, can we get Russell Wilson if the Steelers want him as well? It'll come down to recruiting. Um, is it, it, it will come down to Mike Tomlin and Arthur Smith versus Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson and Arthur Blank. I actually feel pretty good about the Atlanta Falcons' ability to recruit guys right now. Um, I saw the, the you know, the, oh, he'll never come here because of future. I actually know who that is now. Um, after listening to some music at the practices and holding up, hey, who is this? Because frankly, I couldn't tell the difference between six songs in a row and I wanted to see if it was all the same guy. I'm like, oh, this is future. Um, I think future, I'm pretty sure future lives in my neighborhood around here somewhere. There's like a thousand houses in this neighborhood. You probably um, know him as like Earl or something. Oh, you mean yeah. Earl? Like, I, don't, I don't get out much, honestly. I, I can name about three of my neighbors in this thousand person house. So, you know, when we talked about social distancing, I'm like, that's why we moved to the burbs. I didn't move. I didn't meet my neighbor until the summer of 2000. And he's lived next to me for five years. I'd never seen either one of them outside of their house, except in a car driving by. Hey, you know, um, so yeah, we social distance for professionally here up in uh, up in you know north metro atlanta yes chris you can you you can get russell wilson um it's not going to come down to a trade because russell wilson can block any trades and he's not going to want the team he's going to to give up anything to get him because he wants them to be as strong as possible and any compensation financially or draft wise or player wise goes to the broncos he's not going to do them any favors um so he'll be um He'll be a free agent here by March 17th is the is the day that if he's still on under contract, he gets another $37 million in guaranteed salary. They don't want to pay that. I promise you they don't want to pay that. They might be billionaires. You don't stay billionaires by holding $40 million grudges and benching a guy and just keeping him and, and giving him another $40 million in, in dead money, real money, actual cash, but that isn't being used for the product on the field. Keith and Ellen Johnson coming in with some stars. Look at him over there breaking the ice over on, on Facebook. Appreciate you. He says, good morning, guys. Thanks for all you do. Can't wait to see what we do about our quarterback situation. Yeah, I was. it's still the topic of, well, the next eight weeks. I don't want to talk quarterback anymore today, unless it's as part of the free agency, as part of as what we're talking about. We've talked quarterback a lot here. So I wanted to talk top free agents. Kirk Cousins falls into that and how that might affect. but. I want to talk Josh Allen. I want to talk Brian Birds. I want to talk AJ Epinesa. I want to talk cornerbacks. Um, we might just follow up with this on Wednesday because, you know, we, we only go about 30, 35 minutes on Mondays and we go for an hour five, hour 10 on Wednesdays. So this might be a two-part show. Um, appreciate you, Keith. Oblivion Empire, good to see you. He's the one that turned me on to uh, AJ Epinesa as far as a potential, a potential guy. It's 6'6", 260 pounds. PFF has him, I think, underrated. And he had, I think, six and a half sacks on about 300, uh, 300 and change snaps. Um, to put that in perspective, Lorenzo Carter, who didn't seem like played all that much, had 431 snaps for the Atlanta Falcons. So Epinesa was more productive. And being that he's been a backup, wouldn't cost a huge amount of money. In fact, PFF 
puts him at uh, three years, uh, 13.25 guaranteed, which is a two-year, $6.5 million per deal. Ooh, that sounds pretty darn good to me for, for that. Is he a, a big upgrade over Lorenzo Carter, or is it close? Uh, they're very different players, uh, where Epinesa is a little bit more of your classic 4-3 end uh, three-point stance, where Carter's a little bit more rangy, can do a little bit more hybrid cover stuff if you want to. Uh, so Epinesa, good player, uh, had a, speaking of combine, he, a lot of people thought he was going to be a first-round pick coming into that cycle, including me, uh, had a heck of a career at Iowa, one of the most productive pass rushers they've ever had, former five-star recruit uh, from Illinois, comes to Iowa, out of the gate really good, but doesn't test really well, doesn't, uh, which is weird because Iowa has guys test crazy. Nick, you froze up on us just a little bit. I'll give that a chance to uh, come back before I boot you. In fact, I might boot you right now and give me a wave sign when you come back. Uh, I asked him about the, uh, I asked him before the show about uh, AJ Epinesa because Oblivion Empire was in my in my DMs, slid into my DMs and said, "What do you think about this guy?" And I started looking him up. I'm like, "Yeah, that makes a lot of sense." Reminded me of Sam Ebukam, who came from as a backup in San Francisco 49ers and had about nine sacks for the Indianapolis Colts this year as a free agent. I think he made between 12 and 13 around that. If Epinesa can make half of that even if he's you can get 10 sacks for 10 million dollars i think he becomes a really good option of of someone to watch because i think the top guys at edge that the falcons uh could be in on do they does josh allen hit free agency probably not uh franchise tag 24 million dollars brian burns does he hit free agency probably not franchise tag 24 million dollars daniel hunter uh, is next in line on 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 the rankings, and he's uh, projected three years, twenty two million dollar average, which is a two year, forty million dollar guaranteed. So that ends up coming in. That's not a bad deal either for a guy who's he got sixteen sacks last year. Um, he would probably be my number one free agent target, Daniel Hunter. Um, Bryce Huff is is uh, is eighteen on this list. Then it goes to Chase Young. On this on this list, and it says one year, fifteen million dollars for uh, for Chase Young. Frankly, I'd rather have Epinesa than Chase Young for the same amount of money. I'd rather have Epinesa at seven and a half than Chase Young at seven and a half. So I think you got to scroll a ways to get to um, to get to Epinesa on this. Now, here's a guy I think's underrated too: Jonathan Greenard, Houston Texans. Uh, he's projected, he's just 26 years old. He'll be 27 this year, three years, 16 million average, 32.75 guaranteed. That's basically a two year, $32 million deal. So, you know, again, whenever you are looking at the, at these contracts, you're going to see big numbers. When Kirk cousins comes out, he's probably going to have a three year, $150 million deal. Take the average, which is $50 million. And then take the guaranteed money, divide it by the average, and that's how many years it actually is. So if I say he's got four years at $200 million contract for Kirk Cousins with $100 million guaranteed, that's 50 on an average, 50 into 100 is two years, $100 million. That's what his actual contract is. And then, you can, then you've got flexibility to get out from under it. Um, Looks like Nick's back. Nick is back. Before uh, we say hello back to Nick, after we said thank you to Oblivion Empire, 
I want to say hello to John Harrell, who's also coming in at, with a red swarm of his own. Michael and John blowing my hair back so you can see more of this forehead. John says, I had a great weekend, went racing, won some money, feeling generous this morning. So is that you? Are you doing drag racing? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, uh, I want to find you on Facebook. You and I should be friends. I want to see some of the stuff you're doing on the weekends. If you're out there in, in a Mustang like that doing drag racing, that would be awesome. Um, and if you're, if you're anywhere near hell, I'd come out and watch that, honestly. And it's, uh, it's a little selfish because you do a, a I, I see some of these videos on social media of a drag race, this against this, and they get like a million views. Hell, I'll come out and film you doing drag racing for goodness sakes. Um, be real interested to, to see that. So very cool. Thank you so much, Nick. Welcome back. Yeah. Don't, don't uh, blow anything too hard. We had a massive windstorm, uh, here over the weekend and internet's been spotty across the whole area. So a little bit of a November like weather event in Seattle, but, uh, hopefully we'll hold out here for the rest of the show, but reset the router and did all this stuff. And still, um, I think it's the actual provider, uh, having issues in the area. So, holding out but uh thank you so much john with the big time uh super chat and support the uh, back to fns real quick power rusher not great bend not super twitchy uh but can win with length and pretty refined hands so i'd be curious to see if he could earn i wouldn't expect him to come in and be an alpha but if you're looking for a little bit more of a power presence at edge as a pass rusher uh he could definitely bring that so and i also like the uh, the greenard shout out as well from uh, florida pretty good player out there i think houston will bring him back just because they have rookie quarterback cheat code contact contract stuff going on too. Uh, but yeah, there are some edges out there. If you don't get one of the top two slash three, uh, Rusty says he's been a disappointment so far in his career pass. Um, might be one of those like Denver Broncos, Lloyd Cushenberry or a Caleb McGarry in the fourth year. Cause he had a good year last year. He, he, he really did. He had a good year last year. It takes a little bit of time. Contract year, you know, are you are you betting? But he was a guy that would have helped this team a lot last year. So maybe a disappointment leading up, but he he was good and he's young. Um he's uh 6'6, 260 pounds. He's still 25 years old, man. Uh, you know, four years in the league and he's just 25, playing a grown man's sport. I think he's coming into his own. Um that's another way to look at it. I feel pretty good about him. Um, I like him. <laughs> I like him, Rusty. I do. Roy Osborne says, the more I watch Christian Jones, the more I like him. Well, yeah, that's, that should be a given. He's Christian Jones. He's listed as the number one free agent basically everywhere right now. Um, he's, I won't say he's untaggable, but it's close because the, the franchise tags, the average of the top five guys, unless you are one of the top five guys and you would have to take a pay cut in order to, to be tagged, he actually would be, his franchise tag for a deal would actually be $33 million this year. They're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So, but all indications are that he's going to try and stay with Kansas City, but boy, I'd like to see him start taking some trips and give a chance to wine and dine him. Christian Jones is a difference maker. I believe uh, Roy is talking about Christian Jones, the offensive tackle from Texas, rather than Chris Jones, the defensive tackle from Kansas City. Um, okay, that but, makes uh, sense, too. We're talking yep. free agencies. Yeah, Christian Jones. Um, I've got some Christian Jones stuff here. Uh, that makes 
that makes sense. Uh, I, got, I got free agents on the brain. Uh, but yeah. Christian Jones, I, I like Christian Jones as well. There's some, again, there's highlights in there, which are good. There's some good, there's some bad. I'll be real mm-hmm. interested to see how he is testing numbers. Those are guys I am interested in seeing as the offensive lineman. Um, let me see here. Let me highlight Senior Bowl 1080. Yeah, Christian Jones. This is, this is probably the guy you're talking about right here. I mean, he's massive. Um, that's working against the, that's, uh, I've watched so many. That's Ole Miss. I can't remember the names off the top of my head. He's listed here. He's at right tackle here. And again, I like the way he gets up to the second level. I like how he finishes his blocks. You see he's athletic. I mean, he just keeps following the play downfield. Um, going against Houston. I can't remember everybody's names right now off the top of my head. I'm in a different brain. I have to switch brains in order to get back into, uh, into into the my senior bowl draft stuff but yeah dude i do like christian jones um i thought he looked a little stiff when i watched him and i thought the tape of the senior bowl looked a lot better than at texas uh personally i don't know if it's you know different coaching or something happening but i think you try him at tackle but with his stiffness i see in his uh true drop back uh like pass sets um i think he's probably destined for guard personally but you always want to try a guy if they have tackle snaps and the length and size to play tackle, you want to have them fail their way inside. So attack because just because tackle is so much more valuable. Robbie red says big fan of you guys. Thanks for all your hard work. Thank you for the support. Robbie red. It means a lot. Um, this is Nick and I's favorite time of year flat out for both of us. We are both really big on the whole team building general manager aspect of this game. We love it. This is, if we're ever going to be good at anything, this should be the time for us to shine uh, all the way through May. And then, you know, then we might get a little sleepy in, in, in July. So, <laughs> um, but appreciate you being here. Jake Ennis, good to see you. And I thought this was a new name, so I appreciate you saying so. He says, good morning, Scott and Nick. Nick, first time catching the show live. Been a listener of the pod for a couple of years. Love your content and realistic takes. Well, Jake. Appreciate you coming in. Again, you can find us, Falcons Podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Spotify and Apple seem to be the two big ones, but it's on Google. It's on um, Megaphone. So uh, all of those. But Jake, certainly appreciates you coming in. It looks like I've got somebody I need to bounce here in Facebook that is spamming here. Let me get rid of that person. That is one of the problems with going live. So apologies after the fact. Jake, thank you for the support. Leave us a review. I don't think we've had a review on Apple Pods in over a year, I think was the last one. I, I So it's been a while. I'll drop the link here. Uh, it's it's in the description. Click on it. Leave us a review. Find us on Apple Pods. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully you like what you see. Rose Daxon, how are you doing? Good to see you. Uh, Anthony um, Evans says, what free agent wide receivers do you see as targeting or re-signing or drafting? We need a few. So I guess Josh Ali is still under contract. I wasn't, I didn't think anybody else still was. So Drake London and Josh Ali. So those guys are still under contract. Um, which guys could you target in the draft? At number eight, you could absolutely go wide receiver, especially if Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors are there, Nick, in the draft. I would be pretty shocked if Malik Neighbors is there. I mean, it's the draft and you never know, but uh, the way people talk about him, it sounds like it's the NFL might view him as a 1B to Marvin Harrison's 1A. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's gone by pick 
six, seven. I mean, he's just, he's so talented. Uh, he's so explosive. And with Marvin Harrison, not going to be running the drills and testing now neighbors might steal this show. So I don't know if he'll be there. Maybe Odunze will be there. If not, then you got a lot of options day two. I think uh, the, a little bit more inside outside kind of options that can play off of a Drake London and Kyle Pitts would be guys that I would be interested in uh, to round out this Falcons team. Uh, obviously I think I saw Lad McConkey comment in here. He would be awesome for you guys. Uh, I think that uh, Roman Wilson would be awesome for you guys. I would be excited to see what somebody like, uh, Oh gosh, I just had the name and now it's gone. Pearsall, uh, the from Florida. I Ricky think he Pearsall, yep. Ricky Pearsall. And then the guy I keep coming back to, but it's just cause you know, just like with, you know, some guys like uh, Blonde, some guys like Burnett's, I like speed. I like fast as heck guys, explosive playmakers. And uh, I really like Xavier Worthy. Uh, you're going to have to work a little bit to get him off press. You're going to have to live a little bit sometimes with drops, but he might be the singularly most explosive player in this draft class. And as we're learning with from analytics and football, uh, turnovers and big plays. If you can do those two things, you're going to win a lot of football games and Xavier worthy is a walking big play. Uh, so I, I, I'm a big fan. I think he might sneak his way into the first. I don't think we're talking about him enough. Um, real quick on the, the thing is I don't want to overspend on a receiver in free agency. I'd rather go young at wide receiver and draft. I'd rather spend day two picks on what multiple wide receivers instead of, I just think they're overpriced in free agency. When you're talking about Calvin Ridley getting $17 million a year, they're over freaking priced. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's what he's projected right now. Um, Gabe Davis, I like Gabe Davis, and he's still just 25, uh, projected at 12 mm -hmm. a year. Uh, I'm okay with that. You know, you got Odell Beckham Jr., Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel. You know, all these guys are okay. DJ Chark is 108. Michael Thomas. I'm just, I don't want to overspend. I'd, I'd rather use draft picks on, on those guys. And there's a bunch of them this year. It's a good draft for draft picks. Day two, I could go Ladd McConkey, Xavier Worthy, uh, Xavier Leggett, uh, Roman Wilson, Ricky Pearsall, Big Johnny Wilson, six foot six of him. There's Jamari Thrash, Malachi Corley. There's lots of good options there. Unfortunately, because you've got five or six on a on a team, they go, they get drafted higher than than normal too. Um, on the on the thumbnail the guy i put on the thumbnail here is because cbs predicted the atlanta falcons to sign leonard floyd he's the 14th ranked free agent by cbs and leonard floyd uh ended up with about 10 sacks last year for buffalo he says perpetually in need of pass rushing reinforcements the falcons reunite floyd an annually underrated sack artist with old rams defensive coordinator raheem morris who's now running the show in atlanta and let me also point out he is an atlanta native who went to the University of Georgia. The first time I laid eyes on him was uh, up at Hargrave Military Academy. And when I got home, I did all of the post-grad grades by myself. I didn't have to consult with anybody. I put five stars on his name, and I didn't miss on this guy, on Leonard Floyd. Yeah, freak athlete. I, You guys got some money to spend. You're going to be active. You're going to bring in somebody uh, to bring that edge rusher spot uh, for your defense. So... Will it be, I mean, ideally, I think it'd be Josh Allen. I think he's the best guy on the market. I'd be a little bit weary of Daniel Hunter with the injuries and everything, but it's going to be a rounded out group. It's unfortunate that there's not a more decisive, obvious edge rusher one in this class for you guys, but would that guy even make it uh, to eight overall? So I don't know. We'll see. We got 
ghost up six uh, here. So Zach Harrison is perfect for the three, four and will break out this season. Yeah. I think he's some versatile. He's really an athletic guy as well with some length, a uh, little stiff though. So maybe in a, you know, reduced role four eye kind of thing from here, uh, from some third down looks, you can get some uh, work from him, but hopefully you can see a little bit more from him as a true outside edge rusher uh, this season. Uh, Zach Harrison, I thought really came on late. You love to mm -hmm. see it a little bit like Taquan Graham and hopefully Taquan Graham comes back full strength because he he was not himself last year and year four contract year for him. Taquan Graham, Zach Harrison could be really good players for the Falcons next year. Guys that we're not really probably not really counting on as far as when you start thinking of the defensive pieces for the Atlanta Falcons up front, you go Grady, Jarrett, David, Anyamata. Okay, well, Zach Harrison played pretty well towards the end of last season. Taquan Graham started coming back and will be fully healthy after a year removed from, from knee surgery. All things to look at. Uh, and as John says, and I agree, Zach made huge strides last season. I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, Charles Coley says, finally caught you guys live. Great show. Thank you for coming in, Charles. Listen, we're going to get out of here. We've got to go talk some Broncos on Broncos for Breakfast, youtube.com slash milehighhuddle. See if we can avoid talking quarterbacks. Probably not since Russ had a big um, release yesterday with, uh, with was it Brandon Marshall that he was on on the mm -hmm. I Am Athlete podcast. So we're probably going to go talk some Russell Wilson and potential destinations with him. And we're going to hop on over there. Want to remind you, hey, listen, give us a review. If you're on uh, Apple Pods and can or, or Spotify or wherever you're listening, give us a review. Leave a comment for us. Again, be civil everybody's nobody nobody's going to agree on everything i promise you that so we are in the business of predicting the future here i promise you i'm going to be wrong a lot on this so i'll tell you what i think nick will tell you what he thinks we're not going to tell you we're right let us be wrong before you tell us you're wrong and be civil with one another because when we get to these quarterback discussions i promise you most people are going to disagree with one another it's going to be pretty evenly split on all of these options we will be back on Wednesday. We'll get into a little bit of the combine, a little combine preview, some of the thoughts. If we've got some some of the guys talking on, um, I'm not sure when, when the Falcons coach and GM are scheduled to talk. They have anything to say. We'll cover that. We'll take a little deeper dive into free agency too because the Falcons are going to be players in free agency. Big thank you to Michael Ranquillo, to John Harrell, my goodness, benefactors of the show, Keith and Ellen Johnson, Robbie Red, Jake Ennis, I don't think I missed anybody else over on Facebook. Some great questions in here today. Some great conversation. Thanks to all of you for being here. We will see you on Wednesday. Peace.